Yo! Welcome everyone to the We Are Gamers series. My name is your host, Jolly Psycho, a gamer with a passion for potatoes and Pokemon. Now, you might be wondering, where's your dad? Well, unfortunately, he decided to go take a really, really quick nap, which turned into like a six-hour one. Trust me, I I know. <laughs> I'm just joking. He's actually um, right here next to me. And on this special episode of the 1v1, we are going to be interviewing him. Yay. Well, I'm not. My mom is actually. I just came here for the intro. So now I'm going to pass the mic on to my mom, Mr. Goo. That's not that's not her actual name. Her name is actually Cheyenne, but yay. Okay. Make sure to uh, share the podcast with your friends, and I'll see you whenever I come on next. All right. Let's do the old baton. Okay. <laughs> that that intro was way better than mine. <laughs> so so from now on, we're gonna have her do all the intros for all the podcasts. And as she said today, we are doing our one v one with uh, me. I mean, this has been a great series. We've had a really you know everyone that I've interviewed, literally every single person, has been an amazing, amazing, amazing experience and. I figured, you know what? Let me let me get a shot. You know, it's been a couple people have said, you know, hey, Tone, are you going to get interviewed? And I was like, eh, you know, because I wanted to do this, you know, to interview the other people, my other friends, other gamers that I know, streamers, because you know, it w- it was more about more about them than than myself, you know. And as time went on, things happened. You know, I've a lot of people don't know this, but I've actually lost my sight i'm now legally blind so i haven't been able to game in the last two months which has been uh a bit daunting sad i miss my hobby i do but we're gonna start we're gonna start this 1v1 and uh let me take it to the to my wife the woman who has supported me in every crazy endeavor that i have taken even this podcast so Chan, take it away. So what is your name and what online gamer name or names do you usually use online? That is a great question. So the game the game name that I use online is Psychosis. It's either a mix of Psychosis or Omicron Lee. Omicron Lee being from a derivative of Bruce Lee. Because growing up, I was a huge Bruce Lee fan. And then Omicron was always like a science fiction name that I really liked. Psychosis actually was a name I started when I first started playing a game called Jumpgate. It was an MMO. It was a space a space dogfighting MMO. And yeah, it was it was psychosis with three zeros. That was my call sign because it wasn't your gamer name. It was your call sign. And that was that was such a good game. And the psychosis part was actually so I I wanted a name, you know, because I was I was a little crazy younger. And 
you know, I actually had, <laughs> I kind of had some psychosis issues growing up. And I was like, man, how, how can I just, you know, you, you want to get a name. And I don't know what was it, but I just, I spelt it the way it looked. And I was, because, you know, psychosis with a P or whatever. And I was like, you know, let me just spell it S-Y-K-O-S-Y-S. And it's funny because a lot of people don't really know that's what it actually says. You know, they think it's like psychosis or something like that. And it's really, it's really funny. So that's actually where the name came from. Well, since you answered the second question, we just go straight on to the third question. Uh, what is I your <laughs> age and when did you start gaming? All right. So I actually can't see the questions, which is, which is what's funny. So I didn't realize I answered them both, which I guess is good. Um, so, so I'm actually, I'm 42. I'm 42 years old. I started gaming. It's funny, you know, I've asked everyone all these questions. And now that I'm being asked them, it's like, when did I start gaming? I remember. So I was young. I was pretty young. I had to be at least five or six. Yeah. And I started with the Atari. The Atari, uh, not the 2600, the one before that. I think it started with a, a it was either the Ford. Oh, man, I can't remember. But it was right before the 2600. And. Yeah, that's that's where I started. That's that's how old I was when I started games. So I've been gaming for a long time, man. I'm old. Yeesh. What was it about video games that drew you to play them? So and this is interesting because the reason I got into gaming there's, there's two reasons, actually. One was one day at my grandmother's house, and my uncle lived at my grandmother's house. I heard a bunch of commotion in the upstairs room where my uncle lived. And again, I was really young, and I was just like, what the heck? They sound like they're having like a really great time. And this was my uncle, Kike. You know, he passed away a few years ago, you know. Great dude. But, um... They were so him, my dad, and a few of their brothers and some friends, they were all in, in this little room playing tennis on the Atari with the there were these paddles. They weren't the, the joysticks, it was a paddle pad. So it was actually four players. And it was quite possibly I was amazed at what was happening because I'm like, wow, they're all and they were talking junk. You know, like like they were really like playing like they were playing each other like on a basketball team, you know, the two v two. It was so crazy. I saw how much fun that was. And I said to myself, Wow, I I really I really want to do this. And actually, yeah, that is that is the main the main reason. The other reason was a computer game. I learned about computers shortly after and learned that you can actually make games. And the prospect of actually being being able to create video games had me floored. I was I was amazed. You, you know, I'm I'm watching I'm watching this gameplay, and I remember it was my uncle Archie. He's explaining to me, yeah, computer, you could do this. You can all everything that you're doing now, 
I remember the the first PC game I played. It was called Rogue, and it was the original Rogue game where you were like a little smiley face going into dungeons that were these little these little boxes. It was on a dual boot system, so you needed two floppy disks to boot this thing up into DOS. And yeah, I saw that. For me, I realized the limitless possibilities of computer gaming at that at that moment and I was hooked how was your family reaction when you started gaming so it's interesting because my family they were they were real real conservative Christian and they kind of frowned on gaming they did not to this day which is funny because one of the main reasons I enjoy gaming so much is because my actual dad, you know, I saw him, I saw him gaming and I wanted, I actually wanted to do that with him. And what ended up happening is that we eventually did with the Atari. I remember we would, we would challenge each other to get the highest scores and he would get so mad because, you know, I was just so obsessed with it. And I would just go so hard. I remember it was two games. It was Asteroids and Sequest. And those are two games that have no ending. You just keep playing it to get the highest score possible. And it just gets so hard that, you know, eventually it just almost becomes impossible to play. But we just, we would just keep going and see who got the highest score. My dad would come home and I'd be like, Dad, Dad, I got this score, whatever. He was like, what? He's like, all right. And then he would try to beat it. And then sometimes he would beat it. So then I would have to, you know, I would see the number and I'm like, all right, I know, I know the, the metric I have, I have to beat. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so growing up, they really weren't. So, you know, outside of that, they really didn't want me gaming a lot. They saw it as a waste of time. You know, they, they, they always thought I should be outside playing, which I was, which is weird. You know, I, I look back on my childhood and I was outside a lot, you know, but I also did game a lot and, you know, gaming was still new. This was the uh, early, the late 80s, early 1990s, and gaming was seen as a misfit type of behavior almost. And they they didn't, they didn't really want me because they saw how I would get. They They said, they said I would look like I was high while I was playing. Mind you, I was... In 1990, I was 10 years old, so I kind of didn't know what they were talking about because I, you know, I, I really wasn't into, I was never really introduced to drugs until after high, during high school. So I'm saying to myself, what, the, what does that even look like, you know? And they would just say, you just get obsessed, you, you don't get off. So they were really, they, they weren't so keen on, even to this day, even to this day, if I talk to my dad and <laughs> I'll talk about gaming it's funny, he just, he won't seem so thrilled about it still, you know, even if I'm playing with my with my kids or other family members like my brother, he's just like, oh, you playing those games? Mind you, this is a guy who can play the Yu-Gi-Oh game for at least 10 hours straight, yelling that the game is a cheater, but apparently, you know. <laughs> Tell us about your heritage and cultural background. So I am actually Puerto Rican Haitian, more in touch with my Puerto Rican side. My Haitian side, 
we were, it was weird. We were only told really that we were Haitian to let us know. That's why half our family was dark skin, I guess, because they figured we might think it, it was weird. But someone growing up, going to a family's house, seeing people who were black and brown to me was normal. So I didn't think anything of it. It was only, you know, until I would say maybe during college that such things actually people made a big deal out of it. And I was like, oh, okay. Where I was, grew up, you know, as a Puerto Rican with black relatives and they didn't think any, anything of it, really. That's really my culture. I've been, uh, been to Puerto Rico a lot. I haven't gone actually in, oof, it's been a while. When I was younger, I went, I went a lot, so. Any positive or negative impact your culture has had on your gaming experience? Oh, this is always an interesting question. For me and my family, so as a, as a Puerto Rican, doing, doing things that are important are what a family considers as, I guess, important so you know getting a job getting a real job you know gaming gaming is not a real job doing um going to school you know keep keep going to school like these things are what they considered important so gaming was actually something that they hated they after after we got our nintendo and i remember it was my grandmother who bought us the Nintendo because my parents did not want anything to do with the Nintendo. They were like, no. They were actually upset that my parent, my grandparents got us a Nintendo. They were pissed. And <laughs> I remember they, their face. I was, I was so confused because I'm like, why are they upset? This is one of the greatest gifts my brother and I have ever received, you know, at the time. And <laughs> We were so excited when we received it. And my parents, they were just so, <laughs> they were so bummed. And I think even the Super Nintendo, a family member got us. It wasn't, it wasn't my parents. They were just so, so against gaming. And, and other people in my family were as well. It was, it was really a mixed bag. So you had one camp that hated gaming because they thought it was a waste. They were like, oh, you know. What are you going to do? Whereas, and then you had the other group that saw it as a hobby. They saw it for what it was. It was a hobby that you could do. And interestingly, the sad part was my dad stopped playing games with us for some reason. And I would always ask him to try stuff out. He loved Rogue Squadron. He loved games like Star Fox. Those were, those were his games. And he was the only one who would actually like pick it up and it was so funny because he was one of those guys, you know, he was in his, I guess, 30s and 40s when I was 10 years old. He's, he's trying to move the spaceship by moving the controller. I know, I know you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? When he would, he's trying to move. So he's, he's actually moving the controller to try to move the ship. So if, if the ship doesn't move while he's moving, he gets frustrated. It's the it was the funniest thing to watch. And I never understood how his hand-eye coordination wasn't, wasn't that good. But, you know, he, re he really didn't game the way, the way me and my brother did. 
growing up. But I mean, you know, culturally, especially in a Hispanic household, in our household, it was, you know, it was it was really looked down upon. Why do you still play video games? Oh, this is a sad question because right now I kind of don't. I unfortunately, you know, like I said, the last few months and you can hear my voice cracking because it's sad. I've had to, well, not had to, I just can't, I, I can't play video games. You know, I, I might queue up League of Legends in an ARAM, you know, but I could barely see what the heck is going on. And, <laughs> you know, we win because we get carried and it's like, oof, they lost to a guy with a blind guy on their team. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I laugh about it, but, you know, it kind of sucks. I mean, gaming was a, a fun hobby of mine. It was how I passed the time, how I interacted with a lot of people, you know, even with this podcast. I had this podcast to showcase the real lives of people, you know, that us gamers aren't just these ragey, whiny, well, not all the time anyway, people that just have no lives and are just, I guess that people see as inconsequential or just like worthless, you know? We gamers are people and, you know, unfortunately I've had to deal with the real side of life with health and, st and things like that. But so before I lost my eyesight, the reason I kept gaming was for those reasons. You know, I, I enjoyed the interaction with, with real life friends. I've made a lot of new friends online. Great, great friends. Half of them I've interviewed already, <laughs> you know, so you've gotten also to know these these wonderful people. And it was a good it was a good way to. To use your imagination to. Get away from life's troubles at times, that's for sure. What is your favorite video game? What is my favorite video game? Oh, that's easy. Super Metroid, hands down. That is my absolute number one favorite video game of all time. And I've had debates about this with several people. And yeah, it just, it hits all the buttons. It hits all the buttons for me. I remember that was probably the first game that I was so into growing up. And it was just so good. Like, I've never played anything like it. I played the original Metroid, and I actually I actually thought the original Metroid was slow. So I was a little... I remember when I first, I first picked this up, I was worried. I was like, oh, no, this game is going to... Hopefully this... You know, someone actually bought it for me. I got it as a gift. I don't remember if it was Christmas, birthday, or, you know, whenever. But it was, it was gifted to me, and I was skeptical going in, but... I was I got so enthralled by that game to the point that I was doing speed runs of it, recording them on VHS. Of course, all those VHS tapes are gone. Even though I have one VHS tape, but that has my backyard wrestling videos on it. But um, <laughs> I digress. That was that was the game, and I see people speed running it now, and these dudes, they're pretty amazing. I mean, there's this one guy. I think the record. For any items or something is like less than 30 minutes, which I've I've actually done. 
I've done that. I've done, yeah, I've done it that fast. It's crazy. What is your one gaming memory that you will never forget? My number one gaming memory that I will never forget. All right, so this one, this one I gotta, I gotta set up for you. So I'm in high school, it's junior year, and there's a game I really like. It was called Killer Instinct. It was a fighting game. Some people know it, some people don't. It wasn't Street Fighter, it wasn't Tekken, it wasn't Virtual Fighter, it was none of those games. It was its own, it had this wild, wild combo system. And I really, I really enjoyed this game. I played it in the arcade part one. And then the second part came up on the Super Nintendo. So there's one day, it was an after school program. An after school program. And I'll never forget, I heard, I knew this game so well, I heard it being played in one of the, and I was, I was, I was a, a loner in high school. I wasn't exactly a dude that hung out with a lot of people. I was, you know, pretty much to myself by choice. I just, you know, I was just like bleh to whatever. I didn't like drama, you know, things like that. So I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm cutting school. No, it wasn't. I wasn't cutting school at the time. It was after school. I was literally just roaming the halls. I don't know why, because I used to do, I used to just be random, just roam around. And I heard the game. And I'm saying to myself, oh, somebody's playing Killer Instinct. I peep my head into this room. And I see everyone gathered around a TV screen. It's a small TV screen. Remember, this is <laughs> this is in uh, the 1990s, so LCD screens really haven't really hadn't taken off. So it was a CRT. It was a CRT TV, not or tube. I, I don't remember. It was one of those box TVs. And there's this guy whipping everyone's butt with this character named Jago, who is a he was like a ninja, basically. And, you know, he's going around the room. I'm So at this point, I snuck in. And I'm just nonchalant. I saw a few people I knew. So they said, what's up? So I was like, okay, cool. I could be here. You know, it's not like totally random that I'm just, <laughs> just, just in a random room, not knowing a single person. And he's run. So he's running the room, running the room, beating person after person. No one can beat this guy. No one can beat this guy. And, you know, it comes to a point no one wants to play because he's just beat, he, he has literally beat everyone. There was at least 30 people in this room. And he's like, no one else? I go, hey, can I try? He was like, sure. I've never met this dude before. This is the first day. Mind you, we, we developed a really good friendship out of high school. And his name is Brian. And I'll never, I'll never forget this day. He's like, all right. And, you know, he just, there was no expectation, nothing. See, now I already saw how he played. I knew he was good. And he, he, I guess it was just crazy. So the first game I gave it to him, he, I guess he was totally unprepared. I used a character called Spinal and we went at it. And I beat him. You know, he was totally unprepared. I beat him. And everyone, everyone's going crazy. He's like, yo, let's go again. 
you know, and then the next time, I guess, since he kind of knew what was going to happen, we just, we went back and forth. And I remember he beat me. He beat me. I think it was three out of three out of the four games after that. And I was determined. And after that, we developed such a friendship and we would just play killer instinct. So I would go to his house after school all the time. And we would just to the point that we got so good at the game that we couldn't play that game at other people's houses. But I would never forget that day. That day, first of all, I beat him. And he even even he was like, yo, who is this guy? You know, because nobody knew who I was in the school, even though, you, you know what I mean? Because I wasn't popular. I was just some random dude wearing a trench coat because I, I was one of those kids who had a crazy beard, mind you. I looked like I was 30 years old. As 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 a, as a sophomore, and you know, I just went in, and I gave it to him. I gave it. To him. He was totally unprepared for it. Totally unprepared for it. And that actually started a, a great a great friendship, man. It was that was a good memory. How do you feel the evolution of technology has impacted your own gaming experience in a positive or a negative way? So. This is interesting. I had an answer for this a few months back. But now. Now is interesting. So the evolution of technology has been both positive and negative. I like. I like the social aspect that has been that has been garnered. A lot of people have shared this. So, you know, a lot of games have shared comms, you know, there's so many group activities you can do. And it's so easy to just jump, jump into a game with other people. That's one thing I always liked. I remember with um, StarCraft 1, or no, Warcraft, matter of fact, it was Warcraft 2. I remember I used to play it on the, <laughs> I used to play it through the phone lines when you would dial up and I remember playing that game online with my cousin and that was so much fun. You know, I would call him. I'll be like, all right, but don't call me. Cause you know, when you call, if someone calls, it drops, it drops the game connection or if someone picks up the phone. So yeah, that was the start. And, and as time went on, I really liked the social element of gaming, how it provided it provided a way for people to join with each other. I thought that was good because usually with games, it brings gaming brings people together. Gaming brings and my wife has seen it. You know, she's she's here asking the questions. She's just laughing at me. And <laughs> gaming really brings people together and the evolution of gaming to allow that to happen because the evolution of technology has allowed it to happen. You know, there's faster internet speeds. I'm I work well, I used to work in IT. I'm I'm a I'm kind of off for the moment due to the vision issues. However, I've worked in IT. I I was certified to troubleshoot and fix computers. So I know I know a lot about technology. And I've seen I've seen the evolution firsthand. Even cuz I'm I'm I I guess I I still am. I mean, I used I tested software for a long time. So I have seen technology 
advance in an enterprise environment, in a business environment, as well as the gaming sphere. And I've seen how amazing technology has just evolved and come even even to the point of VR and VR I love because VR for me especially for the games that I enjoy which are also the subgenre of flight sims space space flight sims more specifically and you know games like like Elite Dangerous and games like that that allow you to move around in the cockpit and and these games are actually developed with that in mind now to the point that certain ships especially like dogfighting ships and actual fighters have a more extensive expansive cockpit that you can actually look around and see the enemy because of where the windows and the glass are and if you're flying like a, a hull or something that really won't be doing combat the glass and and the cockpit itself is more cramped and not as spacious and i i love those details you know those little details with the with the graphic evolution graphics being as good as they were and mind you i'm you know i could play i could play a really good game that has bad graphics that was never that was never an issue but seeing seeing the improvement of graphics and seeing the gameplay evolve to where it is now where stories can be told in such a way you know you have these rpgs that flesh out these stories with these videos and it looks so so expansive so immersive it's so amazing to actually see and I just, I've really, you know, I've really enjoyed where, where gaming is going. On the downside, gaming has been monetized in a way that I don't like. So, you know, you have these battle passes, which, which can be both positive and negative because you have a game pass that is not required, that is only cosmetic items, Maybe a boost here and there, but nothing so substantial that you feel like you have to get it. And then you have the ultra opposite, where you have the ultra predatory game passes that your game is pretty much worthless unless you actually buy this battle pass. And, you know, that's unfortunately the trend that gaming in general has really gone. And you know, that's that's definitely... I don't know if that's an evolution, but it's it's a what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? You know the word I'm looking for, babe? Because I can't I can't think of it. The direction that that the genre or the um the industry is going. And it's you know, some people think it's okay. You know, I'm I'm okay with the battle pass system. I am. I, I actually am. Giving some DLC content, you know, but locking locking it to the point that the game is basically worthless without it is a little much, especially when you're charging 30 bucks and you're you're releasing five game, you know, battle passes a year. It's like, really? <laughs> How are, you know, <laughs> that's the need to. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's games that I'd like to play, too. And gaming, gaming, it's going to be interesting seeing where it goes because after after COVID, and, you know, the way development cycles, they changed 
after COVID. So now, you know, it. we'll see. It, it depends in a few more years which, which directions we're going. But all in all, it's positive. It's positive. The direction is definitely positive. And I'm hopeful that it'll continue to be positive. I mean, even even being able to do this podcast, you know, without tapes and, you know, getting getting a radio that has two tapes so I can mix in <laughs> mix in music in between talking and stuff like that is great. So, well, my wife is actually pointing to my timer and telling me we are out of time. I am a talker and I can talk, 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 as you have all just learned, if you haven't learned by now. I really enjoy this podcast. You know, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I really, I really enjoy this podcast. I enjoy everyone who's been able to partake. I appreciate everyone who's been able to listen. You know, I just, I would say just spread the word about it. You know, I, gamers are people and hopefully this, these vision issues don't stop me from being able to continue and just look forward to, you know, some, some more episodes coming 2023 you know we're not we're not done we're not done we're going to keep going as long as we can because it's fun it's cool so we're just going to wrap it up i'm just going to tell you that you are awesome because you are i'm going to tell you jesus loves you because he does and ganadora